you know, we're more focused on how the body looks and and what we need to change about our bodies rather than what they're doing for us. That that's the shift that I see and and basically I try to help people unlearn this way of thinking and come back to oh my gosh look at all these things that my body does for me really at the end of the day does it matter how it looks in that dress when it's doing all of these amazing things I think I think that's what it needs to come back to. Hello and welcome to the WSW Society by Socially M podcast, a podcast about women supporting women in business and influencing on the gram, a place where like-minded women share their successful business journeys, mental struggles, organization, family life, and everything else in between, a place where you can feel supported, inspired, and connected, breaking the stigma behind competitiveness and competition in women, because together we are stronger. I'm your host, M, CEO and creative mastermind behind Socially M, my third successful six-figure business over the past five years, a regular stay-at-home mum to three beautiful girls and a wife to a FIFO husband who has hustled hard to make her dreams a reality. I know exactly what it takes to make a business successful on the ever-growing popular social media platform. I've worked extremely hard to make sure I have a happy home life combined with my own small business from home something I hope to help you achieve. Consider me your business coach, social media queen, best friend, or all-around legend, but I wear my heart on my sleeve and want nothing more than seeing you and your brand become amazingly successful. The Women Supporting Women's Society are women who are authentic, ambitious, unapologetic, confident, talented, creative and focused boss babes who want the best for one another to see you rise to your full potential without the bullcrap of competitiveness or feeling alone we will wipe those tears fix that crown and encourage you to be the best version of you on this week's podcast i interviewed asha holland who is the founder of rapidly growing brand and movement alternatively healthy she is an accredited exercise scientist who combines her knowledge of the human body with her own personal experience of disordered eating, body dysmorphia and extreme burnout to teach girls around Australia to accept and love themselves exactly as they are. From a teen who struggled with her self-worth and the need for perfection to a highly sought after speaker and young leader who has impacted thousands of lives around the country, Asha's journey is incredibly inspiring. Awarded as one of Australia's top 50 small business leaders, a Telstra Businesswoman's Award finalist and featured in Girlfriend Magazine's top 25 female leaders under 25. This girl is one to watch. So to kickstart this week's podcast, my motto is love yourself enough to take the actions required for your happiness enough to cut yourself loose from the drama filled past enough to set a high standard for relationships enough to feed your mind and body in a healthy manner enough to forgive yourself enough to move on hi asha thank you for being here today thank you so much i'm so excited so i love to kickstart everything with your favorite motto oh my favorite motto is Happily pursue your goals. Don't pursue them to be happy. 
Oh, that's interesting. I haven't heard that one before. That's really good. Oh my gosh. When I heard it, it literally changed my life. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. So take us back to the beginning. I'd love for you to dive into the personal side of your journey. How did you get to this point where you are now teaching women to love themselves and to avoid the burnout? Well, it's been a long journey. (laughs) And I guess the easiest way to sum it up at the start is to say that I've always struggled with this concept of perfectionism. Um, For as long as I can remember, like in my early school days it was always that I had to have the perfect grades and if they weren't perfect if they weren't top of the class then it wasn't good enough um and and throughout my later school years it was I had to achieve this concept of perfection so that I could be liked and accepted by everyone and then once I left school um that was probably when it hit me the hardest and the perfection or the, yeah, this idea of having to be perfect transition to my body. And I thought that in order to be healthy enough and good enough in that sense, um, my body had to look perfect. So that's kind of the way that my brain has always functioned. And I've always been this overly high achiever and striving for the next thing. Um, Yeah. And setting huge expectations on myself which um anyone else who's in that mindset knows how damaging it can actually be and uh yeah I guess what I do now started as a result from um the idea of being perfectly healthy and I think a lot of people nowadays are stuck in that mindset that in order to achieve health and happiness it actually depends on what you look like and um, I was actually studying exercise science so I was learning to be a professional in this industry and even I was getting confused by all of the information out there and what it meant to be healthy Um, and I ended up getting so so focused on being perfectly healthy that I ended up really really unhealthy and unhappy Um, And I remember getting to this point where I thought, surely this can't be right. Like I'm following all of the rules to a T. I'm I'm exercising and dieting and and doing all these things that you're meant to do to achieve health, but I'm not happy and I don't feel healthy. Uh, And so I did what I thought you do when you're stuck and I went to the doctor. But the problem was that the doctor could only work with the information that I gave them. And so for me, being so stuck in this negative mindset that, you know, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was still following the rules. I was healthy. Um, They would look at me and say, Asha, there's nothing physically wrong with your body. Like you should be healthy. But obviously it was a, it was a mind game for me. And I wasn't telling them what I was actually putting my body through, which was the uh, excessively over-exercising and under-eating and the stress and all those kinds of things. So it happened and it went on like that for a really long time um and it got to the point where i was referred to another specialist uh which was just kind of the norm at that stage um and it was a gastroenterologist specialist and it was as expensive as it sounds (laughs) and um i remember sitting in there and he just took one look at me asked me a couple of questions no tests or anything and he said i want to refer you to someone for an eating disorder And um, I think for a lot of people that would have been the wake up 
moment. But for me being so stuck in that mindset still and, and not being ready to admit where I was at, um, it kind of sparked this whole new journey. And within a week, I had signed up to a bodybuilding coach. And I believed that that was what would fix everything. And so the, the next journey was three intense months of dieting and exercising because if I just achieved the perfect body, then I would be healthy and then I would be happy. Um, and I, I guess to sum it up, I got there and I stepped up on stage in my shiny pink bikini and <laughs> won all these awards and I'd finally achieved that image. Uh, yet when I stepped off of stage, I'd never felt more unhappy or unhealthy in my whole life. And, and that was the rock bottom moment for me because I finally realized that or, or I felt so lost because I didn't know what was actually going to bring happiness in life. And that was a really difficult feeling to sit through. Um, and I guess that's where the, the rest of my positive journey or my, um, yeah, the next stage of my health journey stemmed from. Um, and, and many more visits to doctors and just trying to un, unlearn all the rules on what it, what it meant to be perfectly healthy and figure out what it actually meant for me. Um, and I guess to, to sum it all up, it took one extra visit to a GP. I finally said to her, look, this is what I've been putting my body through. This is the way that my mind thinks at the moment. And I know that it's not how I want to feel. And so we started just with more physical tests of my body. And the one thing she came back to me and said was, Asha, if you don't start looking after your body and looking after yourself, you're never going to be able to have kids. And finally, I reached that wake up moment because it hit my values so hard that I realized the damage I had done. And I realized that, you know, aiming for a perfect body on the outside was not what was going to bring happiness in life. And, and that's what sparked the journey that I went on from there and led to me doing what I do now. I tried to keep that short, but it wasn't very short. Was it? <laughs> no, it was amazing. It's nice to hear it from, you know, and it's easy to say, you know, you've got to be completely happy inside as well as outside, but it takes a journey like this to really find yourself. So it's amazing to hear that. Is this, what then led you into exercise science once you hit that rock bottom and the doctor gave you the wake up call was that when you were like i need to look into exercise science or when did you start that no i think that's the strange thing because my rock bottom moment was in the middle of my degree like i had already been learning all of this and and i think that was partly the drive for starting alternatively healthy and doing what i do now because I had all the knowledge around, you know, how to do healthy the right way. And yet I was still really unhealthy. And it just shows that if you don't have that mindset and you don't have the rest of the knowledge um, to help you through, then, then the rules mean nothing. So exercise science, I fell into that um, straight from high school. I always wanted to study medicine and yeah, just missed out on the, pathway to med by a couple of points and so the next thing for me was um what else can I do that just in the science behind how our bodies work uh, and that's when I started exercise science so it was very much teaching you how to I guess 
work with athletes predominantly and learn how to um, improve the capabilities of the body, which which I loved learning and loved learning the science around how everything worked. But yeah, as soon as I hit that stage of actually getting out in into the industry, I realized that athletes weren't the people that I wanted to work with. And it was more the everyday people that needed that help with their mindset before you can focus on what your body's doing. Yeah. I mean, the outlook on teens and women's health has changed so much over the past few years. What has been the biggest change you have noticed? I'm going to say the introduction of social media, (laughs) which, which everyone speaks about. And I guess for me, you can look at it from two different angles. I think that, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into the importance of finding your support network. And I think social media is absolutely amazing for that if you know how to use it properly. But the problem is that especially a lot of young girls, they don't have that knowledge yet around it because it's still quite new. It's a new platform. And so instead of using it for that support and that positive inspiration, it's um, often coming from a place of comparison and, and again, that unhealthy perfection and looking at these images of, of I don't look like that and then all the negative feelings that come with them. So I think... Uh, it's shifted so that, you know, we're more focused on how the body looks and, and what we need to change about our bodies rather than what they're doing for us. That's, that's the shift that I see. And, and basically I try to help people unlearn this way of thinking and come back to, oh my gosh, look at all these things that my body does for me. Really at the end of the day, does it matter how it looks in that dress when it's, doing all of these amazing things. I think, I think that's what it needs to come back to. Definitely. And it, you would need some amazing support networks, like you said, to get you through this. So how can we find the right support networks? I think it all, like everything, it starts with more self-awareness because I obviously it depends on your, you know, in-person social, um, sorry, support network, but for most people these days, we actually have a bigger support network online than we do in person or not support network, but that um, group of imp- of people that influence us. So, you know, I could follow someone on my social media that really has a positive impact on, mind, on my mind and, and makes me want to, um, yeah, live a happier life and and do all these positive things. But for someone else looking at that person, it could have a completely different effect. So I think it's not labeling something as a good or a bad influence or, or anything like that. It's just becoming more aware of what impact that person or that thing has on you. And, and really (laughs) as much as I wish there was a simple answer Um, it just comes down to taking the time to, as you're scrolling, literally look at every image or every quote that you see and say, what kind of impact does this have? How do my thoughts change when I look at this? Um, And then I think it can be really empowering to realise that you have the power to control how you feel when you scroll through that. So, I mean, it's obviously different depending on how you use social media but but for me mainly speaking to girls 
you know, particularly in schools that it's all about following the influencers or, yeah, or people that um, in a big way determine how they live their life, even though they might not realise at the time. Uh, I just always tell them that I used to wake up every morning and scroll through pictures of bikini models. And I do the exact same thing when I go to bed at night. Yeah, I couldn't work out why my brain was wired to think that I had to look like that. And that my whole day revolved around needing to follow the rules around exercise and, and eating and all that kind of stuff to achieve this image. But once I got to that point of self-awareness where I realized how my brain was working and that I had the power to unfollow these people and instead fill my feed and, and my life with positivity. Um, yeah, everything changed. What would you say the first step of changing the mindset and restricting the self-doubt is? Um, other than becoming self-aware. So my biggest thing always is just to figure out the thoughts that are going through your head. And that's why, yeah, I'm going to be one of those people that says to get a journal. <laughs> but I think that it's the best way for you to realise what's actually going through your mind. Because until you become aware of that, um, no amount of following the rules or or doing the things that everyone recommends is going to help until you realise where you're at. So I like to explain it to the girls in terms of us having this inner negative voice. Um, I often get them to watch Mean Girls before starting anything with me because <laughs> then we can refer to that negative voice as Regina George. And it just, it, it's so interesting how they can then work through it because you're separating you and the person that you are or the person that you want to be from this negative voice that has been controlling your life for so long. And, and it's quite empowering to see that, oh, actually, I can overcome that. It's, it's not me. Um, yeah, and I can, I, I do still have the potential to live that, the way that I want to live. So becoming aware of, of that negative voice um, and how it impacts your life, I guess. Everything that I do is about teaching you what her negative cycle is. Um, which is which is everything that you just said from comparison and irrational expectations, which all lead to that feeling of I'm not good enough, basically, um, and doubting yourself and and not valuing the person that you are. I think once you've realised that that's not your voice, that's just that negativity, and you have the power to overcome that and not feeling um, not feeling weird and not feeling alone for having those negative thoughts because we all do. I think that once we just let go of that pressure a little bit, that can, that can change everything as well. So definitely a massive mindset game. I know my um, personal coach has told me it's, you know, when you're having, when you go off the freeway and you take the wrong exit, we tend to tell ourselves, Oh, you idiot, Emma. And she's like, you know, you got to turn it around and go, it's okay. Like we'll get there when we get there. There is nothing we could have changed about this. So it's, it's really a massive mindset in, and like you said, if you're following people on social media that is um, making you have these thoughts, then unfollow. I love a good... That's right. <laughs> I bet. And it's just, um, I think not putting too much pressure on ourselves because our, our brains are wired for negativity, as sad as that is. And I think that the, the first thing that you can do is just be aware of what's going around in your mind. Like you said, when you have those negative thoughts, it's okay. 
But if you can get to a point where you realize and you say, actually, that's that mean voice. That's that mean girl in my head. I don't have to listen to that. You might not know how to change the thought at, at first. And that's perfectly okay. That's perfectly normal. Um, but just become more aware of them because then you slowly can learn to, to do that rewiring. Yeah. Yeah. So for someone looking to, to start including more healthy habits in their daily life, what would be your best advice on how to start? You have to figure out what this word healthy means to you because I've followed the rules. And when I did that and when I reached that point of being perfectly healthy in my mind and, and everyone else looking at me and thinking that I was perfectly healthy. Um, yeah, I had never been more unhealthy or unhappy really when it came down to what was going on. And so I would, I would figure out with one question, if we had to um, condense it down into one question, what actually matters to you like at the end of at the end of the day or if we're going to get heavy at the end of your life like what actually matters and one of the most impactful activities that i do is is to get you to sit down and write a letter to yourself coming from your 90 year old self like what do you what would you love to be able to look back on your life and say that you did um, or how that you felt during that time. Because the scary thing is that a lot of us won't live until that age. Um, and yeah, we really don't know how short life is going to be. So if you can figure out now what actually matters and, and what is going to fulfill you, that for me is now my definition of, of health. Um, you know, if, if we wanted to go down the <laughs> traditional route that everyone thinks is, healthy um i can tell you what to eat and i can tell you how to exercise and all this kind of stuff i can tell you how to change your body but i know that's not going to give you the same sense of fulfillment at the end of the day so figuring out what it means for you what's actually going to make you feel like you lived a full life and and then slowly learning to listen to your body throughout that process i think that's really deep because if you really have like i was just sitting there while you're talking going what is really going to make me happy it's it's a deep question like really like and my first thought isn't to go to a perfect body or to fit into that dress my my thought is for my family to be healthy you know and yeah so it's 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 yeah it's really deep I guess um and it's crazy that it only took that one question for my mindset to completely start to shift because I was just so used to going through every day thinking that the answer was the body. That's what was going to bring happiness. But I didn't realize that in that process, the things that actually mattered to me and my biggest values in life, which was one day being able to have a family and, and um, my partner who I had been with for a really long time and um, family and connections and happiness and all this kind of stuff. I had completely forgotten about all of that. Like I was, forcing myself to go to the gym instead of going to family dinners. And I'd come home and I was so exhausted that my partner and I would just fight and not talk to each other. Um, and I didn't realize that, you know, this ultimate goal that I was working towards meant that I was pushing away everything that, that actually mattered. So yeah, it's definitely a really powerful question. 
how has your husband been through your journey? I mean, do you ever have those days where you just go, just really self-doubt yourself and need a good pick-me-up? How, like, do you have those days? Has he been amazing through it? Oh, my gosh, he is amazing. And I think that's why our relationship is so special now because he's been through the whole journey and he knows, like, you know, if we come home on a Friday night and we are sitting on the couch eating Red Rooster, I know that I can look at him and be like, do you remember when I couldn't eat an apple without having to weigh it? And like, and we would never, ever be able to eat the same thing for dinner. It was always two separate meals because I was too, yeah, worried about um, getting the right calories and all this kind of stuff. And and for him to understand that and realise that how big of an achievement that is for me is just the best thing ever. So, yeah, it's it's amazing the kind of relationship that we have now. And I can just say to him, look, I need a pep talk about this. What do you have for me? <laughs> and I know that that can get me through it. So um, I, I think just, you know, no matter whether it's your partner or your friends or, or yeah, your... Um, social media um, community, I think if you can just be open with that communication, like everything changes. Has your mindset changed having now gone through pregnancy? Like has it, have you had to have more pep talks because your body is changing? How have you gone through the pregnancy? Amazingly, I keep saying that I am so glad I had been through the rock bottom of my body image journey before falling pregnant. Otherwise I could not imagine um, still being so focused on how my body looks while all of this is going on. Like for me now, um, I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to say that I haven't had one day where I have um, not felt good about my body. I mean, other than the physical vomiting and <laughs> all of that <laughs> side of it. Um, Every single day, as soon as I feel that baby move or I look in the mirror, I am just so grateful for what my body is doing. Um, and, you know, I, I can't say whether that will change after having the baby. I don't know what kind of journey I'll go on after that. But right now, I just, my appreciation and love for the female body is incredible. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what comes from this journey. I have a lot of ladies messaging me now saying like how do you how do you learn to do that and how do you accept and appreciate your body for what it's doing even though it's gaining all this weight and all this kind of stuff but um I think also just as powerful is the fact that I can tie all of this into my journey of of where I started especially speaking in schools and you know all I used to talk about was the fact that I'm trying to get my body healthy and and functioning um so that I can one day have kids because that was kind of ruled off of the cards for a little while and and to now have that proof to say that if you learn to love and appreciate your body for what it does and really look after it then then it will look after you as well so what keeps you feeling inspired and encourages you to keep going definitely listening to other people's stories and other people's journeys and i have to say that the more imperfect their story is the more inspired I am and I think that's really important to say to people and it's why I'm so big when 
when um, sharing my journey is the fact that I'll never skip over that in-between stage of the wake-up call or the rock bottom and recovery, whatever that means for your journey, because that's where so many people are. They're stuck in that stage and, and so many stories that we hear, inspirational stories are focused on, I had the rock bottom moment, it changed my life and now I'm really happy. But, but people need guidance and, and inspiration through that tough stage because that's the hardest part of all. So yeah, I, I love the success stories and, and the motivational side of it, but I wanna hear how bad your rock bottom was. <laughs> that, that's what keeps me going. Yeah, I think the personal, the more personal you are when telling your personal story, the more relatable and and raw mm. people can connect with you. Definitely. So, what are your top three tips um, to start loving themselves, their bodies, and their lives? I mean, we've kind of touched on it a bit, but if you had to give three top tips, what would it be? So, if I gave one for each in terms of loving yourself more again coming back to that self-awareness you need to figure out what your ideal version of you would feel like because if you don't know that how on earth are you going to achieve it so really sit down ask yourself those questions like what really matters what is going to bring me genuine happiness in life and what do i want to look back on my life and and be remembered for or remember feeling um because once you work that out, then you can start making the daily steps towards getting there. In terms of your body, it all comes back to focusing on what it does rather than how it looks. I, I genuinely used to wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and say things like, I hate my stomach. My legs are so fat. Um, my skin is ugly. I would say things like that. And I know that so many people do often without even realizing. And so to now be able to get up and look at my tummy and say, oh my gosh, you're holding a baby, you're growing a baby. Um, or to look at my arms and say, I'm so grateful that you let me hug my loved ones and my legs let me jump out of bed in the morning and, and to feel this genuine love and appreciation for it that, yeah, I can't explain the difference um, that it makes. So focus on what your body is doing to get you through life. And in terms of life and, and loving your life, more you have to change your mindset from being scared and being in this scarcity mindset to being grateful for everything be excessively grateful like literally wake up and think what about my life right now can i say thank you for and if you can do that instead of thinking that you don't have enough or you're not good enough then it really does change the way that that you see the world yeah so I'm going to flip the table for a second and jump to the business side of things. Mm -hmm. Would you have done anything differently in the beginning of your business journey? As ironic as it is, I'd say stop waiting for perfection. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think um, it's, it's funny how, you know, I often explain how my personal life revolved a lot around perfection and waiting for the right time to do the next thing. Um, and when I look back on now, my business journey, even though it hasn't been that long, there are a lot of times where this idea of everything having to be perfect stood in the way of, of just getting started. Um, and I think I would just say to myself, like, you know, your content, you know, that you can change people's lives. 
who cares if the business plan's not there or that I might get in trouble by some business people for saying this kind of stuff, but who cares if you don't have it figured out and, um, you know, you don't know what you're doing at the end of the day in terms of running a business. If you know your content and you know how to connect with your audience and just go for it. Yeah. So they've found you, they've loved you. How can they then use your services to help them? How can they get in contact with you? How can they, what can you offer people? My number one thing, if you're just, because I find that with what I do, it can be scary for people. Um, And so the number one thing that I would say is just to find your tribe or your people that get it. It has to be relatable and, and connect with them. And that's why I started with events because it was always those people that would be attracted to it. And to be able to see girls make those connections um, and have this person to go along their journey with them that changed everything for me. Um, And then I think once you've got that support network and realizing that you're not alone and that actually it's okay for me to go on this new journey and want to work on myself, um, then we'll start to dive into the education and become more self-aware. Realize how your inner mean girl is impacting your life (laughs) and then learn the tools to overcome that. So, you know, I don't believe that you jump straight into figuring out how to fix it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it starts with getting yourself in that right mindset before we learn how to change everything. I guess also acknowledging that for one, that it is a problem for you um, is the first step as well. Um, So come. And I think realizing that you are on a journey because, you know, a lot of people will say, I don't know what my health journey or my self-love journey is. I don't know where it started. Like it's, it's actually your whole life. And I think if you're in a mindset that you're always on it, there's no perfect end point, but every day you can work on building up those tools and, and making everything a bit more positive, then you're on the right track. Definitely. So obviously having your first bub is your priority right now, but what else can we expect to see from you in 2020? But I mean, <laughs> COVID-19 has kind of thrown a spanner in the works, hasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, well, there's no events at the moment. <laughs> um, and yeah, I actually feel like everything that's going on in the world right now is in a way telling me to slow down and um, and come away from that busy mindset of always having to be on the go. And yeah, I guess it's just worked out to be good timing with baby coming just around the corner. Um, But for me, I'm really focusing on providing more education this year. I think, like I said, the inspiration is amazing and, and you do need to seek to be constantly inspired every day. But, um, but then there does come a point where if you don't have the knowledge and you don't have the tools then you can't make the change. So usually my education would come through school programs, but we don't know what's happening with schools at the moment. So I'm trying to create my own um, education tools and resources to put online, which is really scary for me being someone that craves in-person connection and, and the events, but it's all about learning something new and pushing outside of your comfort zone. So I'm excited. It would definitely be a lot less work when Bob does come if it's all online, that's for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, I think yeah. we're all hanging to go have a coffee with our friends and <laughs> have a baby shower. <laughs> yes. 
Well, thank you so much for being here, Asha. It's been amazing to hear your journey. Um, is there any final departing words that you would like to give um, our followers for listening? I'm just going to do a full circle and come back to the quote that I started with, um, which is to happily pursue your goals. Don't pursue them to be happy. And I think it makes a bit more sense now after hearing my journey that I was always pushing to achieve this ultimate happiness. And I always thought that, you know, this huge goal had to be achieved before I could be happy. And if there's one more activity that I can get everyone to do, it's to write down and brainstorm, I will be happy when. And, and figure out what you've been telling yourself you have to achieve before you can be happy. And then realise that actually, if I don't focus on finding happiness in my everyday life right now, um, then what are you going to look back on at the end of the day? Because life is too short to be constantly pushing for the next best thing when really, even if there is this <laughs> horrible virus going around and we can't leave our house and there's all this uncertainty in the world right now, there is still so much to um, appreciate and to be grateful for. So that's what I'm going to leave you with. I feel like I have so much homework to think about now. Like you've <laughs> You've made me really think. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, um, my, my pregnancy hormones might go and make me have a cry now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've been someone that I guess has always struggled with um, the way I see my body as well. So it's definitely put things into perspective for me. And um, my kids are a bit older now. So I feel like they're seeing the things that I say or and do for my body. And I'm like, yeah, this is not acceptable mindset. Like, I need to change this. Um, Definitely. And speaking of that, there is a um, one of our self-love journals in your mailbox for you and your oh, daughter. So go and check that. <laughs> She's going to love that. She's going to love that. She I think it's... Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're definitely right in saying that, that, um, you know, the quicker that we can learn to master our mindset around how we speak to ourselves, it definitely does overflow into our kids and also just everyone around us. You'll realize when you go out with your girlfriends, you know, instead of saying, wow, you look amazing. It's um, how are you feeling at the moment? You know, uh, what are you grateful for? And it just changes everything. Isn't it sad that, that that's the way society is like a, the second you put up a bikini picture or something, it's all about the body instead of, yeah, it's, it's very sad. Mm. But I love the fact that you are trying to change the world one woman at a time. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for coming out. Thanks for talking, Asha. It's been mm. a pleasure to have you and I wish you all the best with bubs. Thanks, Em. I'll keep you updated. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review below or jump onto my Facebook group, WSW Society by Socially M or on my Instagram at Socially M and let me know if you enjoyed this episode, what your main takeaways were and what you want to hear from me next. To say thanks for leaving me a review, I'll send you a 10% off code. Just screenshot your review and send it to me via DM.